Happy Monday! This is Cordelia on the We Heal Together podcast. Super excited for today's episode and next week's episode. I'm doing a two-part series all about apologies. This week, I'm going to be covering what exactly is an apology, breaking that down, and also providing just really good tips and examples of what not to do, so giving good examples of shitty apologies. Next week, I'm going to be providing about 20 tips on how to improve the skill and how to become better at apologizing to others. So I'm really excited. Thanks so much for tuning in, and let's get healing. excited you guys. This is going to be a fun two-part series. As always, if you're new to the podcast or if this is your first time joining me, check out my show notes for citations to everything. There's direct links to where I find all the information in case you ever want to do some research on your own or you know, verify what sources I got stuff from. It's all there for you to to dive into. As I said, this is part one of a two-part episode series that I'm doing all about apologies. So part one, which is today's episode, I'm getting into two things, breaking down what an apology is, and then giving some examples of shitty apologies. Next week, I'm going to be getting into 20 tips on how to improve your apology giving skills. So how to become better at apologizing to other people. So let's get started with part one today on breaking down an apology. I looked up the definition in Merriam-Webster for apologize. So let's start off there. They defined it as to express regret for something done or said. I found a really good article that listed two key elements to an apology. It says, it shows you feel remorse over your actions and it acknowledges the hurt that your actions caused to somebody else. And then I think this quote just perfectly kind of summarizes an apology. This is from Harriet Lerner's book, and it is called Why Won't You Apologize? Healing Big Betrayals and Everyday Hurts. I did put that in the show notes. It is seriously one of my favorite books. If you follow me on social media or on Instagram, you've likely seen me talk about this book before. I highly recommend it. She's not paying me to say this. She doesn't know I exist. It's just a great book. I 100% would 
recommend reading it. And it's a really, it's not a long read. It's a quick one. So she says a heartfelt apology means accepting responsibility for our mistakes without a hint of excuse making or evasion, even if the other person can't do the same. That's so powerful. So you guys might be listening to this podcast and thinking like, okay, Cordelia, I know what an apology is. Promise I'm not trying to insult your intelligence. I think it's really important. You know, I found that we use all these terms all the time and we think we know what it means, but we really don't. And I've been trying to make a really conscious effort lately. Even if you follow me on Instagram, I've been doing kind of an ongoing series where I've been defining terms that are used in the mental health world a lot. And I've actually gotten a lot of response back on that. Like, thanks so much. I thought I knew what this meant, but I didn't. And so I thought that was an important thing to incorporate into apologies. And all these definitions that I just shared with you, there's a really recurring theme with an apology. You're, it's not this opportunity to explain yourself or rationalize, which I think that we forget often. And I really, I loved that Harriet Lerner included that portion about even if the other person can't do the same. An apology really doesn't rely on this other person to do anything at all. An apology is not about getting something in return from the other person. An apology is really, when we boil it all down, it's about taking responsibility for your actions and the impact that your actions had on somebody else. And so if we want to simplify all those things down, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. I found a really cool research article from 2004 where the author kind of got everything together and just succinctly put out a few points of what makes up an effective apology. So here's what they put. One, identification of the wrongful act. Two, expression of remorse and regret for having committed the act. Three, promise to forbear from committing the wrongful act in the future. And number four, an offer of repair. So the next thing I want to cover before I get into my examples is motives for apologize. apologizing. <laughs> I did some research into, because I was kind of interested in what people have concluded are the basic motives for apologies. So the number, numbers one and two are really good motives. Number one is to salvage or restore the relationship. So whether you hurt somebody that is a friend that you love, that you respect, or is maybe just your ally, an apology is something that can serve as an advice to rekindle that relationship. Number two motive would be to convey empathy. You're really regretting that you caused someone to suffer and you want to assist in 
easing their pain a little bit. So some not so great motives for apologies are people that are trying to apologize to escape punishment. So such as a criminal who the judge is saying, hey, look, you have to apologize to the victim or else I'm not going to accept your plea. So this isn't something that they're really doing out of their heart. It's a court-ordered apology, basically. <laughs> or another motive is to relieve yourself of a guilty conscience. So, you know, you feel really upset about what happened and maybe the other person doesn't even, it doesn't even bother them. And your motivation really is all about you. This is where you're trying to force your apology on somebody and it's not about them at all. And the last little point in my overview of apologies I want to go over is remember that you can't force an apology. Like you can't force somebody to apologize to you. So although the remainder of the these podcasts today and next week's are going to be over you apologizing... I wanted to get give a reminder that a lot of times if you're on the receiving end and maybe you're waiting on somebody to apologize, we can't control other people and we can't force them to apologize to us. We can't force somebody to feel genuine remorse. We just we can't make that happen. And so I want to you to keep that in mind as you listen to these podcast episodes as well. Yay, time to get into some fun material here. So I'm going to go through, let's see, there's about 20 total shitty apology examples. And I didn't invent the wheel on these. You know, as I said, I put the citation all in the show notes from all the various sources that I got this from. And, you know, feel free to, to go and read those as well. So number one, example of a shitty apology. This is when you're, be, you're using it as a tactical device. So you offer an apology and it's meant to be strategic. It's not heartfelt. So an example would be there, somebody is just trying to get you to shut up. You know, it sucks that you're upset. I don't want you to be mad at me anymore. That's not an apology. (laughs) I think that's pretty obvious why. So number two, all apologies that include I'm sorry you. I'm sorry you think that. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you felt hurt. I'm sorry you had such a hard time with it. I'm sorry you think I'm so bad. So what is this really saying? Yeah, I haven't really done anything wrong. Your emotional reaction is actually the real problem. You're wrong and I'm just humoring you because I'm such a nice person. I'm I'm just nice like that. So like I said, next week's episode is going to be getting into tips of how to give better apologies, but I'm going to give you many tips in this episode of you know, when I come across points that I'm going through. So for example, here, if you catch yourself saying, I'm sorry, you try to be mindful 
and work and practice on stopping and just making a simple shift to, I'm sorry, I. So let's say I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, I'm sorry, you. And then, you know, I'm, I'm thinking and I'm being conscious that I'm working on this. And I'm like, oh no, I said you. Oh, let me start over. Make that shift. Take Cross out the you and just go to, I'm sorry, I. So you're apologizing for your actions. Your apology should be all about you. It shouldn't be about the other person. It, it, sh- it shouldn't be, period. You're not acknowledging that you even did anything if you're saying, I'm sorry, you did X, Y, and Z. Turn the focus to yourself. I actually found a really funny example of this from the New York Times. They had a good example and it says, I'm deeply sorry that you have decided my term paper was not submitted in time. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. Okay, number three example of shitty apologies. I'm sorry if. I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm sorry if you were offended. I'm sorry if I did anything wrong. I'm sorry if I hurt you. And again, I found another really funny example. This is said by real life example from Rex Ryan, who was apparently a previous head coach of the New York Jets. He said, I apologize if I've offended more people than I usually offend. In an example from the New York Times, I wish to say how sorry I am if you thought you overheard me describing your wife as that frumpy old windbag. <laughs> That kind of made my day. So what's the issue here? You're really not accepting that you did anything to cause it. And you're keeping it as a possibility still. Like, if. I'm sorry, if this happened. Okay, well, it's happened. The other person is hurt. So you need to eliminate if. Really, if you're using the word if, it just undermines the whole apology. So I'm sorry if I offended you. Just take out the if. I'm sorry I offended you. I'm sorry if I did anything wrong. I'm sorry that I did X, Y, and Z. I'm sorry if I hurt you. I'm sorry that I hurt you. Number four example of shitty apologies. I'm sorry, but. I'm sorry, but you started it. I'm sorry, but it's not my fault. I'm sorry, but I can't control how you are interpreting this. So what does that mean here? It means that you are trying to justify your behavior. You're making excuses. And actually, you're telling the other person that they really should be sorry. Harriet Lerner writes in that book that a but cancels out the apology and it really should never be included in a true apology. Again, this is, if you're including the but, the thing is, why are you apologizing? I'm sorry, but you started it. Well, it doesn't really seem like you feel like you're sorry. So why are you apologizing? You know, if you're trying to justify the whole thing, that's not an apology. Number five, 
This is the martyr apology or playing the victim. So this is when somebody's like, I'm sorry you feel I'm so bad. I'm sorry I'm not perfect. I'm sorry I'm such a bad mom. I'm sorry you think I'm such an evil person. I'm sorry I hate myself, okay? Are you happy? All of a sudden, the apology is not an apology. And it's all about boo-hoo, feel sorry for me. And really... You're trying to like manipulate somebody into forgiving you out of pity and you really turn the apology into the other person starts comforting you. You know, you're trying to guilt the other person into feeling sorry for you. Any apology that comes with this like, oh my gosh, poor me attitude isn't an apology. It's a manipulation tactic. Number six, an apology that demands forgiveness. So when you're saying, can you just forgive me? Will you please just forgive me? Please forgive me. Tell me you forgive me. I mean, again, that's, that is manipulative. And just because you apologize to somebody doesn't mean you absolve. You're absolved. Remember the quote by Harriet Lerner that I said at the beginning. A true apology is when you actually express yourself and you accept responsibility and you even if this other person can't do the same. You should enter an apology with the expectation that the other person is never going to forgive you. That way, if they do, the reality is always going to exceed what you set that expectation at. But reminding yourself that nobody else owes you anything is important. Number seven, bullying somebody, like the bully apology. So this is... I said sorry. Why are we still talking about it? Okay, I'm sorry, okay? Like, if you're being mean in the apology, that's really not cool. You're basically saying, you know, just shut up already. Like, I'm done with this. And that's not how a heartfelt and true apology should go. Number eight. Bringing up the other person's rap sheet. <laughs> so Harriet Lerner says the example for this is I apologize for yelling. And now you need to apologize for provoking me or bringing up something from the past. Like, okay, well, you do this stuff all the time. Again, an apology should be about you. This is not about the other person. Number nine, this is let's make a deal apologies. So if you say to somebody, okay, I'll apologize if you just agree that you're never going to bring this up again. So basically you're saying to somebody, okay, I'll say these little words you want me to say if you just shut up 
and <laughs> apology, that's not a thing. Like you should not use it as a tactic or as some kind of deal or exchange. Again, if you're not sorry, then don't say that you're sorry. Number 10. The oops, I didn't mean to though, apology. I never meant to hurt you. Oh, I did the best I could. That was never my intention. So you're trying to convince the other person, okay, well, I didn't mean to do this, so can we just move on? It doesn't matter what you meant to do, okay? You hurt somebody else. It happened. So apologize for what you did. And I think something really important to remember that I had never thought about until I read Harriet Lerner's book was this, your apology is just one conversation. You guys can have tons of conversations down the road about your intention, but why don't you try to be mindful of in the initial conversation of the apology, that's not your time to explain yourself. That's your time to sit with the person and acknowledge their pain and their hurt that you caused. So save everything else for a rainy day. Number 11, the deja vu apology. I know you guys can identify with this. So somebody that's like, I already said I was sorry. I mean, they're basically just saying, just shut up, okay? Like, I don't really care, and no, I didn't apologize. And they're gaslighting you. They're telling you, like, they already apologized, but they didn't. My ex used to do this all the time. Cordelia, I said I was sorry. Like, no, you didn't. You disappeared for four days, and then you came back, and you're mad that I've not moved on. Number 12. But I really love you though. And I love you though, apology, or and I miss you. Somebody saying, I love you so much. I'm sorry. Or I miss you. I'm sorry. That's not an apology. They're saying like, their thought is, okay, if I use the words, I love you, or I miss you, think we can like move on without me actually owning up to anything because an apology isn't about love or missing somebody. An apology is about taking responsibility. So that's really just a distraction to get you not thinking about the big picture. Number 13, the generic, I'm sorry for everything apology. That's not an apology. It's you're not even naming like a single thing that you're taking responsibility for. You're just lumping it all in and saying, I'm sorry for everything. Taking the time to actually break down like I'm sorry for X, Y, Z shows that you actually know what you did. You spent time thinking about it. And it actually shows that you want to work on the relationship and in the future, this is, you actually know what you did this time so you can avoid it. If you're just saying, I'm sorry for everything, you likely have no idea what you even did wrong. 
Number 14, time passing. So I saw a quote on Instagram a few months ago, and it said, time passing is not an apology. And I think that's incredible. I mean, so many people in life, I mean, even my example a few minutes ago with an ex, like, (laughs) they think time passing is an apology. They think four days have gone by, five days have gone by, and you are the issue because you are still talking about it. Run as fast as you can from those people. (laughs) Time passing is not an apology. Like, if you want to move forward with the relationship, then you need to make it right. You don't just hide out in hopes that somebody else moves on and then get pissed when they haven't moved on. Number 15, sarcasm. I mean, this is pretty obvious, but anybody that's like, sorry, next time I won't do that. You know, if let's say somebody for your husband goes out of town and he's supposed to call you and he doesn't call you the whole weekend. And then he comes home and you're like, man, I was really worried about you. I thought maybe you died or something. Like I was very concerned. And they're just like, sorry, geez. Next time I'll be sure to send you my GPS location. So any kind of sarcasm is not heartfelt. Number 16, attempting to do things instead of actually talk. So kissing you, attempting to initiate sex. That's not an apology. (laughs) That's like, okay, maybe I can create this intimate moment and then the person will get confused and think, I said sorry. But no, that's not. You need to use your words and you need to own up for what you did wrong. Number 17, the you know I am apology. You know I'm sorry. No, I don't know that you're sorry, so you need to tell me. Like, imputing that on somebody else is not a heartfelt apology. Number 18, I guess I, I guess I'm sorry. I guess I did this. I mean, that's not showing that you're really taking responsibility. It's like, okay, I'm just going to say this to appease you. Number 19, not an apology. I was talking to Sarah and she thinks I should apologize to you. My mom said I should apologize. I mean, that's that's not saying that I'm taking responsibility. It's like somebody else just thinks that I should do this. So whatever. And then passive voice apologies. Mistakes were made. Well, I found some really funny examples. This is from Hillary Clinton in regards to her private email server. I'm sorry that it has raised all these questions. Matt Damon said they offended some people in terms of remarks that he made. The New York Times had a good example. The misunderstanding that has led you to believe that I operated on a different part of your brain than you had expected is most unfortunate. (laughs) So anything in this passive voice where the emphasis isn't on, I'm sorry I did X. And instead, it's, ooh, like, 
this other thing outside of me has offended. They offended these people. That's not a good apology. That's not taking ownership. That's not saying I did this or I did X, Y, and Z. Awesome, guys. So next week, I am getting into tips on how to make a good apology. So tips for improving your apologies. And really excited about that. Again, this is Cordelia. I host this podcast. I drop new podcasts every single Monday. If you enjoy the content, I would love for you to follow me on Instagram. My page is at Codependent Recovery. Also, if you didn't know, I wrote a workbook. It's called Let's Heal Together Workbook, the Breakup Edition. 98 pages available worldwide, ebook and print. The link is in the show notes if you want to check it out. And I also started two initiatives, Zoom community initiatives. One is Zoom Hangouts. And so those happen once a month. I'm on the Zoom as well. And we just catch up as a community and chat for a few hours. The other is Zoom Book Club. We meet once a month. We read one book a month. This month's book is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. January's book is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. If you want to join, the info is in the show notes as well. Super excited about all of that. I appreciate you guys so, so much. Thank you for listening. I would love it if you spread the word. Keep sharing my podcast with your friends, your family, your network. And if possible, I would love for you to leave me a review if you're listening on a platform that allows you to do that. I appreciate you guys and I'll talk to you next week.